go, and we're off. And we're off. Off for what? <laughs> what know. were we on? <laughs> well, we don't want to say that while we're recording. <laughs> well, we were talking about pot. Oh, we were? Oh, pots, yes, cleaning pots. Or in Dave's case, not. <laughs> so, so Dave, you eat out of one pot for every six months? But what? Why is it at six months that it gets to the point where you actually need to clean it? Oh, it's not just an approximation. Oh, okay. I'm guessing what? when the sediment builds up to a certain level where he can't fit in enough food anymore, he chips <laughs> out the old food and then you know, starts over. I like it. Yeah, well, you do put a quarter cup of water in it every other week, boil it, and it's sterile. Oh, there you go, yeah. Well, that's that's cleaning it then, I would say. Yeah. Sterilizing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a method I've ever heard of before, but that's definitely doing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like autoclaving it, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've been doing it for about 30 years, and the side effects haven't been noticeable by me. It sounds like something that started maybe when you weren't paying for electricity, but you were you would have to pay for detergent. No, it's just a ridiculously great time saver. You oh. <laughs> you stop eating, mm-hmm. you put your dish in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's it's it's, very it's, handy. It's re- it's ready the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and boiling is a very good way to clean p- pots off. I, I I actually when I cook up a a chicken or something in the uh, in the frying pan and sticks to the aluminum. I you know you boil some water in the bottom of that and yeah, you get a nice, nice broth and you can clean that puppy right out. Just wipe her clean. Yeah, I guess from my point of view is that since we tend to use paper plates to eating off of them, we just hand wash all of our pots. You know, mm-hmm. no, I thought you were going to say you hand wash your paper plates, but no, that's me. That, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're confusing the two of us here. <laughs> I've, I've been confused this whole evening so that's fine <laughs> no i love that i love the paper plates too that's a good way to go especially if you're in a microwave like some chicken fingers or something you know pop that sucker on a paper plate and stick it in the fire when you're done well ever since heart- we went sorry go ahead i was just gonna say it's and it's heart healthy well, well, and that leads into what i was going to say <laughs> which is ever since roberta and i started doing the you know the frozen meals thing to try to keep our diets under control it's you know everything's disposable (laughs) you know i used to do a lot of cooking well it's at least keeping her sodium under control she hasn't had vertigo attacks for a couple of years which you know knock on wood is a good thing that's that is good I, i was i was just looking at some sodium content of some frozen meals that i have and they seem to be fairly high actually but you yeah, must get good one you must get good ones well yeah there's there's some of them that there's just no point even looking at but i'm I'm trying to think the um lean cuisine ones mm-hmm. and the the i can't remember who does them but they're they're the the bowls that they have a sauce at the bottom and the the frozen foods on top. You microwave oh, yeah. them and you dump them into some. And those tend to all be below 500 milligrams of sodium. Okay. Yeah, those are actually pretty darn good. I like that. That cooking method is nice, too. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's it's. I wish there was more variety, but there's there's. The taste is good. The quality is good. And the sodium is low. So, you know. Yeah. I did. I've had this thought for a while. I guess I'll go ahead and bring it up now. I just, it just strikes me as insane that you 
can't make something at your home that has less sodium than what a frozen dinner would have. It's really, really hard unless you start really, really from scratch. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't really address the issue of portion control, which we also have. But mm-hmm. take a look at, for instance, spaghetti sauce. You know, just making, even if you don't salt the water, you know, you use spaghetti that has no or little sodium in it, is that unless you're making the sauce from scratch, you're not going to find a sauce where one serving is less than three or 400 sodium. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are quite a bit more than that. That's true. Well, one, ser- one serving at three or four hundred shouldn't be too bad. You're no, but that's two, all it would be. There's no meat. There's no meat. There's no, you know, the, the pasta right. tastes okay, like sure. crap because it's got no salt in it. So, uh, you know, gotcha. what I'm saying is that the bare minimum and it's, it's you're still having to struggle. I mean, yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from, Dave, is you'd think that cooking yourself, you'd have more control. But unless you go all the way down to the, you know, first cause ingredients, salt tends to sneak in all over the place on you. Well, and I I agree, and I kind of thought maybe you were doing a little more uh, from the boots, you know, bootstrap uh, cooking rather than. No, I I mean, I did at one point, but even then, again, it's the question of if you're if you're going to make a pot of spaghetti, I don't know how to make a pot of spaghetti without any sodium in it. Every time I've tried cooking spaghetti, I'm just using this as an example. This extends to meats and stuff like that. Is how how do you cook chicken without brining it, and it doesn't taste like cardboard? You know, seasoning the beef and stuff like that. It's just it, I find it incredibly hard to come up with something that tastes good that isn't just you know chili pepper surprise. <laughs> oh wait, is that a thing? <laughs> it is when you get carried away with okay. I'm not going to use salt. I'm going to use alternate yeah. means of seasoning. Yeah, well, there's a reason they're alternates. <laughs> well, no, I see. I I know that you occasionally partake in Indian food, for instance, which yeah, you know, the mildest ones the, I can the, find. <laughs> oh, okay. See, because yeah, you can substitute heat for salt. Absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry. I can heat substitute heat yeah. for salt. I yes, you're. Because once you've burnt out your taste buds, it doesn't really matter whether it's salted or not. <laughs> you know, but See, now, I suspect the point where you consider it mildly spicy would be my, oh my God, where's the milk stage for me? <laughs> well, no, there, there are other aspects of the process that limit my heat intake. Not, my mouth is not the limiting factor. Go on. <laughs> no, please don't. So there's but, this process. Yeah. But speaking of this process, so that's actually my, not my limiting factor. My limiting factor is the intake part. Yeah. See now in my experience, I've had I've gone times with the, I have high blood pressure, so I've definitely kind of weaned myself off of salt and about after about three weeks I it's kinda like the set point the salt set point kinda went back down and I didn't really notice that it was gone. Well, I'll tell you is that I definitely don't need as much salt as I used to, but Roberta's low sodium is less than a thousand milligrams a day. Oh wow, that is pretty, and that's that's hard to do in just if you ever uh-huh. eat anything with any spice at all. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the heart thing, which is what about two thousand twenty five hundred? Yep, that's why I'm supposed to stay under two thousand a day. Yeah, you know, to me that would be doubling the salt, and that would be much more doable. I could probably cook right. from scratch from for that, but a thousand is just you just not not if not if you're throwing a a sandwich for supper for yeah, a yeah. lunch rather on top of it, because Roberta takes her own lunches because of course everything you can buy is well. Yeah. The hard part for me was it, when I first started was enjoying vegetables without salt. And it was just like for, for like that three weeks, it's like, oh, this is just gross. But then I did, you just, your body just gets yeah. used to it. And it's the same with sugar from my experience. Yeah. If you have to do it, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then once you kind of get it for me anyway, once I got to the point where I wasn't putting anywhere near as much salt on there, it's like, I didn't really miss it. So, and now if I eat, like if I eat, some you know theater popcorn with salt on it i'm like can't even get it down yeah i'm, there you I'm go. not that's me tough. though i mean everybody's everybody's different everybody's yeah. their own unique little chemistry set i find myself missing salt greatly but i have noticed the effect you're talking about is for instance my favorite um potato chip now is the lightly salted one mm-hmm. which you know 10 years ago i wouldn't have been even been able to eat it because it would have had no taste to me and yeah. now it's like the regular potato chips are just a little too salty for me. Yep. And the and the peanuts are the same way for me and I actually like those baked lays. I know a lot of people don't like those. Yeah, no. They're not they're the you know, it's kinda it's really is kinda like anything. You get used to it. Uh-huh. And it's fine. I mean it's not like, you know, the fine French cooking or anything like that with this wonderful sauces on it, but it's fine. <laughs> yes. The wonderful salty butter sauces. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so I'm sure you've thought about this, but just in case not, I mean, do you, either one of, well, the three of you have like wait the kid, three of us. Well, you're you're all on you all are describing sodium restriction type diets, right? Yes. Well, Carney and I are yes. And then, well, I'm not sure who the other person is. Car- 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 my wife, Carney's, I think. Oh, okay. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Go go ahead, Dave. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so I mean, do you have kidney issues, or could you just drink more water? Yeah, I, I could. I'm sure. I mean, I don't have kidney issues. I probably drink about mm, ninety six ounces of water a day, and it's and 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 I pee I drink a lot, lot of as, water too. as a result. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it was one thing my doctor said I should try to cut out and. You know, so I cut it out, and it helped, and I'm on, I'm on blood pressure meds, too, so, you know. Yeah, I it really don't like know your if doctors. it would work for Roberta, but um, high... She, Sorry, she said that, I mean, she said the well, she said the data isn't conclusive, but there are indications that lowering your sodium does help with high blood pressure. Have you considered a different physician? Uh... There's there's the Dave solution to a problem. You don't like what you find out? Let's go shopping for an opinion I do like. Well, I not I don't miss the salt is what I'm saying. I really don't. Okay, well, I'm not talking about just you, but you know, I don't and, think and to answer just, your thick question, Dave. I don't think that adding water is necessarily the thing. Is that it, I'm not sure if it's the the equilibrium salt in your system, which is what you'd be addressing by increased water intake. Is it for whatever reason, given how sensitive people with Meniere's disease are to sodium, I doubt seriously that increased water intake would fix 
the sodium problem. I mean, it's a natural chemistry point of view to, you know, you got too much of this, so increase the, you know, too much Y, increase the amount of X and dilute it down. But I'm not sure that would work in a low sodium environment. Okay, well, yeah, and it's not just dilution, but it gives your kidneys the ability to get rid of it. Um, and if it's sodium rather than salt, then you have right. other, other, other CLs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and she didn't say salt. She did say sodium for me. Yeah, I reduce my reduce my sodium by reducing salt. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why we can't use salt substitutes because well, the, you know, a lot of them do have some form of sodium in them. Yeah. The ones that are salt substitutes as opposed to sodium subs, and then they have potassium in them, which who knows how that does. Oh well, that's that's the primary salt substitute that potassium sodium. chloride. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, It's okay. Really? You like this? To me, it tastes indescribably bitter. Wait, wait, wait. I missed what is it you're talking about? Potassium chloride, salt substitute. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you have a specific sodium problem, potassium is a a solid alternative, and a a lot of places suggest you up your potassium anyway, so... Mm -hmm. See, I tried using some of that, not because as a substitute for the salt, but because my doctor was bitching about my potassium levels, and I hate bananas, but if I finally just Ooh. broke down and it was like, okay, I'll eat a banana a day before I put up with that crap. Oh, I love bananas, man. I could eat two or three a day. Oh, boy. I trade <laughs> our medical <laughs> afflictions. Yeah, so I also really like broccoli, so there you go. Yeah, Broccoli, I'm okay. You cut it in half. You saute it with some garlic and olive oil. That's not yeah. bad. Ooh, that's, you don't even need the oil. Just steam it. Put a little garlic on no, there. No, 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 no. It's go. gotta be. It's gotta have a hot pan, garlic, and saute. <laughs> gotta saute it. All right, all right. I'm not gonna say it's bad. It's just you don't need that. I mean, I just love broccoli. All right. Well, I don't know. I suppose if I had to survive on frozen meals, I could. But it just. It sounds like I would be seeking other. things substitutes like more water and potassium so yeah well i mean we do go out to eat once a week or you know even twice a week you know being careful what we order but we're mostly trying to be good and the the frozen meals impose a you know it's not like can i have one more scoop of this you you get your box you eat it that's it (laughs) you know you have your salad with it (laughs) Yeah, no, the portion control is un- undoubtedly a thing. Um, I would probably find myself heating up another entire new box, but... Yeah. But, and this is a thing, Roberta knows that I do this, but is that in order to, you know, not undermine what she's doing, I, I try not to eat extra in front of her, but there's a definite tendency on my part to having a midnight meal cons- constituting of fried stuff, greasy stuff, and starchy stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, you get two advantages. You got a, a probably, probably, I think you have your own man cave, and you have a five-foot wife. <laughs> <laughs> I also have the metabolism of a, a mummingbird, apparently. Yes. Oh, well, no, but my point is, I mean, I, you know, nor, my wife knows that the food, you know, the chocolate is up there, but she can't reach it, so she leaves it alone. Wow, that would never work with Roberta. If she needed to use my dead body as a footstool, she would get to the food. <laughs> well, you know, 
food is food is the one drug that you can't live without, right? Yeah. Well, Roberta Roberta's been doing very well, I behavioral wise, given her tendencies. But she's one of these people that when her blood sugar gets to a certain point, it's like there are no friends. There's no, you know, there's only food <laughs> yeah. and things that are between her and the food. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> She's a wooden stake going after a, a vampire. <laughs> yes. She knows it, too. So, you know, there's no problem with her hearing this. It, yeah. She, she when her hunger gets to a certain, you know, the, the blood sugar crashes, you know, the, the, the personality shift occurs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, that's that's true. With that's true with a lot of things. You get don't get enough sleep. Your personality changes. You don't get the right. You know. Yeah, but this is more like full moon kind of personality shift. (laughs) It's like I'm hungry. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) All right. Just remind her that you're low sodium. (laughs) No, 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 no. What I need to remind her is: see, I'm eating sodium. You know, I wouldn't taste good. So do you kind of just always carry around kind of a plate of chocolate chip cookies just in case she's hungry and happens to you happen to be? She actually carries a, a a a one of those nasty nutrition bars in her purse at all time for that very reason. Oh, yeah. oh I do. I have a I have a Cliff Bar in my backpack at all times. Oh God! Of course, I often get stuck on jobs where I I am forced to skip a meal. Which yeah. is I would fun, rather but... skip a meal than eat one of those things. Oh, I'd, I'd rather skip there. several meals. I can go a day without food. I can't go a day eating one of those things. Yeah, I think you and Dave have very different uh, body chemistries than I do. Yeah, the the Glyph bars are edible, but I I have found other protein sources that are uh, storable and beef jerky. That... <laughs> yeah, to, what what do you got for me here? Let's hear it. Beef jerky. Nuts. Nuts, yeah, nuts are good. Well, nuts, nuts are some very nuts, good. a little nuts, a few nuts. I can't eat a lot of nuts, though. Yeah. Except for um, pistachios, which I always buy the shelled version because if I'd buy the unshelled version, they go down in one sitting, regardless of yeah. how many we have. Yeah, you can kill twenty bucks worth of pistachios real quick. Yeah, I've also. I don't know that I would. I don't know. I can get pretty far on a on a Cliff Bar. I'm not sure how long I'd go on a the same weight in peanuts. Well, and peanuts do have the downside of they are, they're, they're not the same ratio. I mean, a Cliff Bar is yeah. going to have a lot more protein per unit of fat. Mm-hmm. You think? I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I thought pro, um, peanuts were pretty high in protein. Oh, relatively speaking. But yeah, I, I was you know, logging my uh, intake for a, a few weeks, and at work I eat peanuts and... Uh, um, some basically triscuits, and my, the the ratio of uh, fat was really pretty. You know, it was out of proportion to what was desired by the general population, and you're not getting really any fat from these triscuits. So, let's see. A Cliff Bar has 250 calories, 40 grams of carbohydrates, nine grams of protein, 21 sugar, and five fat. You can go. You can go a ways on that. It's not going to yeah. fill you up or a anything. Peanuts but got it, it, about twice as much um, fat as it does protein, yeah. and not and yeah. no sugar. Yeah, that's that oh. sounds about right. Yeah, well, well I'm, I'm I'm looking at the per hundred grams, you get twenty one grams of carbohydrates, forty eight grams mm-hmm. of fat, and twenty five grams of 
protein, which doesn't leave mm-hmm. a whole lot of yeah. grams left for roughage. <laughs> no, and that's a, that is a lot more protein and a lot more fat. But yeah, no sugar. But I guess your body can convert back and forth between sugar and fat, can it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, actually, from <laughs> not without your body making you mad. Well, you know, I mean, it, it can turn. It, they, they're both equally. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know what the hell I'm talking from, about. They, they from will... a body's point of view, a car- sugar is a carbohydrate. It's just a simple carbohydrate versus a complex carbohydrate. There we go. All right. Yeah, and since I've been doing this nut thing, I've moved on. I have almonds and walnuts, and mm, now you're talking my language. You know, I, but I mean, nuts are expensive. But if yeah. I if I have two servings of nuts for my daily food at lunch I can do that for a week or I can eat out once price wise yeah well me it's not a money thing but if I eat a pound of shelled pistachios oh so good yes they're so good and at that point I'm going to be ill I I, I don't <laughs> I, I don't have a governor is that there are certain foods yeah, where I, know, I will eat what's in front of me getting the shelled version isn't a money saving thing it's the effort required to shell them puts a governor on my rate of intake otherwise I just Why? rip the top off of a pound of pistachios and pour them into my mouth <laughs> Why are pist- why do pistachios why are they green does that mean they're not ripe or something or what mm, you know I have no idea why they're green but they're delicious. So I, yeah. I, they're, not, I, they're not always green. They're just sometimes they're green. Sometimes they're brown. Well, that's why they were red for many years until red dye number three was oh. turned out to be a problem. <laughs> now they went to green dye number 12? No, no. Those are undyed. <laughs> that's what they looked oh. like. And, and people were always asking, why are they green? Mm, well, and, and so the answer is they're just green because that's the way they grow. Yeah. They're like peas. <laughs> Which, by the way, are an abomination to foods. Peas Boy, are the you and worst Roberto food get ever. Along. Oh my God, they're just they're just. Well, you know, we grew we grew up in the seventies, so you know we had the peas that we got were from the can. They'd been sitting there for, and then you put them in this pot and you boil them. It's like, ugh, it just turns into this mushy crap. Okay, so you're not talking about the peas that your wife harvests from your garden. No, no, I'm talking about the green giant peas that come in a can. No, when's the last time you bought that? Well, I was in a restaurant and uh, in uh, Wilmer, Minnesota. I remember it. It was that traumatic. Then we 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 had to eat there. It was it was basically the only restaurant in town, and uh, or in the area we were in. And they had it was like you know get your mashed potatoes, roast beef, and peas dinner. And they just had this giant pot of peas in the back room on a on a stove that had been boiling for like hours and. <laughs> So basically, shit out on your soup. plate. It was yeah, yeah. Except there was no water in it. It's well, I mean, I yeah, I don't know what the hell. It was just like <laughs> it was pea it was soup just, without any seasoning, without stuff, any water, like, and without oh, a ham. No, I know. Yeah, now that is a that is a meal that if you don't have salt in that, you're not doing anything because it's just like you just just and they just you do you put your you, you basically you put a pea on your tongue and you press it up against the, top, the roof of your mouth and it just melts and it's just like gets this gross ugh, texture like as the same texture as refried beans. It's just disgusting. <laughs> 
So yeah, I I'm submit not a fan. to you that the problem isn't peas. <laughs> the problem is is that where you're getting your peas. Well, I mean, okay, so I mean, I've been traumatized by these peas my whole life. Clearly, so now, so anything, anytime I get anything close to a pea, it's like, okay, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Carney. I mean, my, what you're describing is the difference between, I mean, I love my mother, but she, <laughs> she cooked the peas that you just described. Yeah. My wife cooks them, so I enjoy them and said, what the heck, you can eat these things? <laughs> well, see, I, yeah, I'm, I have too much uh, PTSD huh, to, uh, to ever come back to peas, I think. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, on the subject of garden, how how is the Minnesota garden coming along? On well, this? it's 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 coming along just fine. Uh, Zan spent the last, my wife Zan spent the last month or two, uh, kind of nursing some some seeds in the basement. She has the little heating pad, and she's got all the little cups that you know you put the seeds in, and they grow, and then you take the cups and you. And so we started. She or she, we, haha. <laughs> she started planting uh, last weekend. Oh, so she got them through the damp off period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Actually, and they and she she had them in the she put them out into the uh, into the window seat for the last couple of weeks so they didn't get moldy, which was nice. Oh, okay. So a little little UV treatment. Oh, that's mm-hmm. inside the window though. It was inside the window. It's uh, well, I don't know if it worked or not, but it seemed to work. And then she left them. She let it, she left them sitting outside for about a week too. Oh yeah, on the back porch. So that probably yep. killed off. That's else. the way to go. Yeah. But then she planted them all, and oh my God, she was so angry because the, the critters came and ate about half of them. All the cucumbers are gone. The critters ate about half of the garlic, We and then they must have got sick of garlic because <laughs> 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 they stopped. So there's still some garlic left, but uh, yeah, we're... She, she, Does she I, know about the marigold trick? Oh no, what's the marigold trip, trick? Oh, you basically you plant marigolds in and about your uh, vegetables, um, mm. Well, Goog- have her it Google it. Yeah. What yeah, kind of critters yeah. do you have? It, it's, a, it's a mildly we, pretty we, deterrent that's cheap. We have bunnies and squirrels. I'm not sure marigolds will help with that. I know they yeah, help with deer, but... It, yeah, well, no, we don't have any deer. <laughs> we're, in the, we're, in, we're almost in the city of Minneapolis, so it's... <laughs> I'm living in Atlanta, and I've got deer... We have, I mean, actually, we do have deer in in not too far from our house in the in the uh, water treatment plant area where they have lots and lots of acres. But uh, yeah, it's uh, there's no deer around. I've never seen a deer in our yard. I'm it, tempted. It may, it'd, be, it'd be hard to come up the the stairs into our backyard. I'm, I'm I'm tempted to put a bounty out on if Carney can get a picture of a deer eating something from his garden. Oh. I, I'm trying to figure oh, out how much garden? money no. that's worth. No, yeah, my I was going to say no. I'd pay twenty. I'd pay twenty bucks for that. No, just um, Monday, Tuesday, but within the last week, I'm going to the grocery store and the, there's a deer coming out from the the uh, Martin's Landing from the grocery store. Oh, sorry, pretty close. <laughs> the Martin's Landing subdivision ambling across the street to the park right. that runs along the river. You know, oh, so. yeah. You know, we have wild turkeys when we drive downtown to Minneapolis. There's we have, one intersection, and it's just, it's like, it's just We have turkeys everything. here. In the, in the, yeah, the, the roundabout just down our street, there were two turkeys. They were just sitting there, oh. and they were walking in a circle with the cars. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, no, we had, there was about a dozen wild turkeys when we were driving one time. Like, what? We can't, it's like the car, you can't even, and they don't move. You can honk at them, you can <laughs> yeah. do whatever you want. They will not get out of the way. Like what the hell? How are we supposed to get through this mess? 
Well, yeah, I don't want to diminish the the interesting nature of turkeys, but they can fly. That's different than deer. All right. That's, well, these did not want to fly. Though, yeah. The, the, as far as I can tell, turkeys don't fly if anyone else <laughs> wants them to. Maybe it was, uh, they feel damn well like flying they do. <laughs> but the ones around maybe here. I actually, maybe if I actually would have bumped them with my car, they would have gone. gone or they might have attacked your car. Exactly. We're going to find yeah. that out about geese. Oh, yeah. Geese are fucking night. Oh yeah, there, there was geese, a, are, the, geese the, are the worst, man. Oh no, swans. Swans are like geese on steroids. But yeah, th- <laughs> there was this retirement home that had a flock of geese, and they got out of hand, as it will. And they they were up to like sixty or seventy geese. And Roberta was driving home one day, one night, going past it, and the geese were crossing the road. And she just stops, you know, because she's Roberta, and lets she's going to let them cross. She turns on her radio, and all the geese stop. And they look at her. And then all the geese started mobbing her car. And, you know, it was like, we're going to get you. She turns off her radio and they stop and then they amble back across the road and leave. So her taste in music is that bad? Wow. I think so. (laughs) What did she listen to? She was listening to Golden Oldies 30 years ago. I try not to pay attention to what she's listening to. Wow. Okay, what is what are golden oldies to her? What I don't era? know. I don't want to. I mean, we're like a big band are we talking about here? Or like Nat King Cole or some I jazz honestly or... don't know. It's, right. It sounds <laughs> like coyotes howling to me. <laughs> All right. Excellent. You know, there are things you don't want to know about the what's, love of your life, and our music taste is at the top of the list for me. I want to know what what's your music taste then, Carney? Um, we've had this discussion um, sticks. Well, remind me. Oh, st- oh yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. You know. Now we're talking. Yeah. Oh, I I missed it, Dub. <laughs> yeah. Name three or four of your favorite bands, Carney. Uh, garbage. Um, mm. Let's see. I'm not sure Sticks qualifies anymore, but let's say I liked Heart Once Upon a Time, Pat Benatar, Runaways. Um, okay, I'm at forty uh, percent with you right now. Well, okay, so for Pat Benatar, you liked what she made, but you don't like what she's making, or you you stopped liking what she made, or I'm just oh, I'm talking about still... back in the day when I was high school and college. So, I, what do you I, listen to now? Do you listen well, to music now? Yeah, I pretty much just listen to whatever's on pop. I, the problem is, I can't. Oh, I like excellent. Pink, for instance. That's a more current oh, name. Pink's that great. I know. Um, Pink's the greatest. Yeah, but I, I I'd have a hard time telling you the names of unless unless they they come on, then I'll say, oh, that's so and so. I'm just terrible mm-hmm. at, you know, you, I feel like I'm in a dark room and you just shined a light on me and said, what bands do you like? Uh, uh, that's uh, good. Uh, <laughs> this, this is, I can't. <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan of the. I'm a big fan of current pop music. I've I've always liked pop music. Yeah, you know, I like a catchy beat and a, and a good singing voice. That may not be very deep, but it's what I like. <laughs> do, do you like the new Taylor Swift album? I, I crickets. I'm going to put in the crickets sound effect there. Well, I, I don't want to say I don't <laughs> like Britney Spears because I like her song uh, "Welcome to No No New Taylor York. Swift." I'm sorry, that's what who I meant. Welcome oh. to New York is Taylor Swift. I yeah. think. <laughs> okay. But but I'll, I like I'll that song. That. I like that Go song, on. but you know. A lot of her stuff is just a little, it's a little too pop, you know? <laughs> uh, it's, I thought a whole 1989 album, I really liked that. Hold it, Swift is pop? 
Uh, yeah, she is now. Yeah, for sure. She's her target is perpetual thirteen-year-olds. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds about right. But every now and then she puts out something that's better. Yeah, no, she's. I like it. She's good. She's got some good songs. Wow my my music is frozen in the uh, eighties and ninety mm-hmm. up to ninety two and uh, I've heard the names that you've mentioned but. <laughs> See, well, that's that's no, good no. for you because then you don't you can just you can just digitize all your music and you're set for life. You don't I, have to be no. There's no Spotify yeah. in your future, is there? I, Dave I is, almost is officially older than I am. He may not be technically <laughs> older than I am, but he's definitely older than I am mentally. I almost have my CDs worn out. <laughs> well, you should digitize them at this point. I think it's time. No, I, it's they're worn out by you know. I digitize them every oh. two, two years. Wait, you digitize them every two years? Well, because after you, you play keep, an, after you, you play an MP3 enough times, oh, that's right. Yeah, it starts deteriorating. <laughs> I thought maybe you were digitizing them at progressively better bit rates. <laughs> well, actually, that's that's probably true. I, I bigger and bigger hard drives, so I don't have right. to go with the like the 30k bit. Rate. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. I'm Rob Fiorandino, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Carney and Dave. Hello, Carney. Hello, Rob. Did, did I miss something here? <laughs> Hello, Dave. <laughs> uh, good evening, Rob and all. I wish you get that in there before we quit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you threw that at me. It was like, okay, that's a slider high and outside. <laughs> he, he, he knows the editor, so that can go at the front. No, no, that's not going at the front. That's going right where it is. <laughs> well, guys, this has been a great chat. Uh, thank you. Thanks for joining us, everyone. If uh, you want to contact us, we are at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter, DedicatedNerds at gmail.com, or visit us on our website, DedicatedNerds.net. And we'll have actual topics next week. <laughs> Maybe. We're not. No guarantees. This was, a, this was damn fun. Good night, Dave. Good night. Good night, Carney. Good night. <laughs>